We welcome in Milt Stiegel, the CFL on TSN. Good morning, Milt. You're with Kevin Carius and former CFLer and Great Cup champion, Eddie Steele. Thanks for hopping on Sports 1440. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whichever it may be. Good to be with you guys. <laughs> you know what? we got to get this right out of the way. A texter wants to know, this is Lee. Please ask Milt why he ends his tweets with hashtag paper plates. Can you answer that, Milt? I can, but there's only two people on this earth who knows what it means, and that's me and my older son. Uh, the person who I sleep next to every evening, every evening doesn't know, and my youngest son doesn't know. So there's only two people who know, and we're going to keep it that way for now. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Even Eddie was wondering about I it. I was, Milt. I was. I, I thought, finally, I we'll get it from him. And someone else asked him, not me. Yeah. So, Eddie, you grew up watching Milt in Winnipeg. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I was telling Kevin, Milt, that uh, you're a legend. I mean, in my opinion, the best player to ever put on a Bomber jersey. So, yeah, I, I grew up watching you and then got to rub shoulders with you a couple great cups ago out in Hamilton. Right. So that was pretty awesome, right. man. I just want to ask you re- real quick, you know, with free agency taking place, uh, just what are your quick thoughts on what's taking place and went down uh, over the course of the past few days over with free agency? There was a lot going on. There, there was a decent amount of movement, and that usually doesn't happen that way. For the most part, teams are usually able to keep uh, their big-name guys, their, their their main guys, but, you know, then there's a lot of money being flung around to guys. Uh, we have that uh, that early window where guys can negotiate it. There was a lot of movement. Uh, you know, you saw the, the Toronto losing some of their top players. Uh, Winnipeg not being able to hold on, uh, you know, to a couple of one of their bigger players. Uh, it's just the nature of the business. Now, it's, not, it's good to see. Uh, it's exciting for, you know, fans and, and media personalities like us to see some excitement going on uh, within the CFL when the season's not even going on. So uh, I was excited about the movement, and we'll just have to wait and see how these uh, pieces that move, if they have impact, uh, on the team that they're going to. Mm-hmm. Milt Stiegel with us, Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele. Was there a team in particular, Milt, that you went, oh, this was a, some good moves by this team and maybe one team that didn't make as many moves as you thought they could have or should have? Well, of course, the Saskatchewan made some great moves. Uh, we knew that was going to happen when, when Corey Mace took the job. Uh, I thought he would get more uh, Toronto guys, but he, he got a good one in uh, AJ, who may fit perfectly uh, in Regina. They also nabbed up uh, the Eastern nominee for offensive lineman of the year and Jamarcus Hardrick. That was a big move. You bring over a, a middle linebacker uh, in Thurman from Hamilton. Uh, so they, they got some pieces there. Uh, we knew Toronto was going to lose uh, some pieces. They just couldn't keep all those guys. Those guys wanted money. Uh, Pickett, maybe the best Sam linebacker uh, in the league. Uh, Peters, they lost Hendrick. They lost another defensive lineman to Hamilton. So we knew they were going to lose some pieces. But you have to be excited that they kept their offensive line intact. And, and Eddie, you know this. Uh, when you have that offensive line intact and, and your quarterback, your main piece, is happy because that is intact, that goes a long way. So uh, there were some surprises, but there were also some, some things uh, that weren't surprises. So uh, as I alluded to earlier, uh, we're just excited that there were some different things going on and hopefully uh, those guys were able to uh, make a difference with, with the teams that they go to. Milt, with the news coming down yesterday uh, with Simone Lawrence announcing his retirement, I just want you to touch on that uh, and just my thoughts quickly. 
I've always thought he was a very impactful player, but just an impactful leader and someone in the community. And that goes to show my what my thoughts are pretty correct because the organization gave him a job the minute he announced his retirement. And that goes to show what they thought of him too and just the, the pull that he had uh, and the impact that he has in the community. Just talk about Simone and his career and just uh, what he's meant to Hamilton and the league. Yeah, he, he, he's meant a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people hate Simone, uh, but he, he, he loves the fact that he loved to be hated. And he means so much, not only to the, to the football team, but to the community of Hamilton. If you follow what he's done throughout that community, throughout that city, you've seen the impact he's had. Of course, he's had a big impact on the field. He's their leading tackler and all these things, all-stars. But uh, more of the impact has been off the field, and that will continue as he's been able to – uh, uh, maintain uh, keeping himself in that organization. So that goes a long way. Uh, guys are sometimes leaving organizations because they're able to make, you know, forty or thirty, forty thousand dollars here or there uh, with another team. But maintaining uh, that you're going to stay with the organization goes a long way and allow you to do things uh, once your career is up. So congratulations to Simone uh, on a great career. Congratulations to him on the impact he's going to have. Uh, still within that community, and I, I sent him a DM. I said, "Congratulations, because now you're part of the. I uh, had a Hall of Fame career, but I have no rings to show for it. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm the president of that. I'm not only the president of that. So I said, "Congratulations to that club," and we just oh, had a good laugh. Ah, uh, Milt, that's funny. You're the, you're the president, and Doug Brown's the vice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Milt Stiegel, CFL on TSN with us. Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele, 827 in Edmonton. Uh, what do you make of what's been going on here in Edmonton from an outsider's sp- perspective, uh, Milt, in the sense of, you know, we, it's been well documented, the, the home uh, drought, uh, playoffs, 0-9 starts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but do you think they are kind of turning things around here, Milt? I definitely do. I definitely do. Uh, and everyone's always optimistic, you know, before the season starts. But, you know, they're making some right moves. And I know it started with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I know some people aren't too happy about that. Uh, they felt Trey Ford should be the guy. And Trey Ford will eventually be the guy. But for this team to win right now, you needed somebody who's already done it. McLeod Bethel-Thompson has already done it. You know, in 2022, basically up until the last three minutes of the Grey Cup, he led that team. Uh, he's led this league in, in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So Trey Ford will be a part of that offense. You can't just allow him to uh, to sit on the sideline. But McLeod Bethel-Thompson is going to be the guy who leads them uh, to the Great mm-hmm. Cup if they get to there. And also, they added Curly Giddens Jr., who was a big get. Uh, last year, uh, he wasn't on display because of injuries. But adding him to that receiver mix with Mitchell and and Lewis and Moore, and you got Brown in the backfield, and I think that offensive line is is better, goes a long way. But I think the most important thing is you added the liquidizer, as I like mm-hmm. to call him. Uh, Leak. Yeah, He's Leak. the best returner yeah. in this game. And over the last 10 years, Edmonton's return game has been garbage. I think if I'm correct, <laughs> they have one uh, return for a touchdown, and it happened in the last game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. You had Boris Beattie to there, so – they're definitely going in the right direction. Eddie Steele, you, you know about Chris Jones. He, he, he's not used to doing all this losing. And no, he's not. He's looking forward to winning some games. Because if he doesn't, 
they may be asking you, Eddie, to take over as the head coach. So they know they're <laughs> in the pressure cooker, and they have to go out there and win and win right away. They're trying to get those fans back. I mean, they mm-hmm. closed the upper bowl. That's not a good sign. That's not a known thing in Edmonton. So they got to get back to their winning ways so they can win those fans back and, and Chris Jones can get back to looking to his regular stuff. I'm getting tired of him looking purple on the sidelines. Stressed out. <laughs> he can get back to his normal skin color. Uh, it's uh. so true, Mel. And, and you're right, man. Yeah, not accustomed to seeing him uh, just take a beating the way he's taken over the past few years. They've added Jason Shivers to the staff. I don't even know if it's mm-hmm. been announced yet mm-hmm. or not, but he's going to be their D coordinator this upcoming season. And I think that's a really good thing. As much of a, a defensive guru as Jones has been known to be, just it's just another element off of his plate because this guy's wearing four hats: GM, head coach, DC, um, yeah, something else too. So it's too much. It's just too much. So when you can take something off his plate, he's going to be that much more focused on the task at hand. Milt, I want to take a quick shift here, real quick. I told my wife that I was going to be chatting with you this morning. And obviously, we watch you on TV and stuff all the time. Uh, Kevin Carey is the host of this show here. He's been in TV 30-plus years, too. I want to ask you, boys, this TV uh, personal-related question. How hard is it for you, Milt, to get yourself together to do a post-game show after you've been in the studio for eight hours, you've done the doubleheader, maybe one game's gone to OT, it's one in the morning. (laughs) How hard is it for you to pull yourself and get yourself together to go on and to do the post-game show? Wow. I've never been asked that. And and, and you know, and you guys know that it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy task. You know, we have to pump ourselves back up again. Uh, there's been times where we've done three or four takes uh, because we know the energy wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be on TV, uh, on Sports Center that's going to be shown all day, and, and it's not right. So it, it takes some getting up. It takes some pumping up. It takes some – some guys may, you know, take a little coffee. Uh, Chaz, he likes to drink his coffee, may put a little dip in his mouth to get him pumped up, whatever it may be. But <laughs> – you have you have to get yourself hyped again because as you alluded to, you're in that studio. You've watched two games. You may have a game to go overtime, and sometimes the game may not have been that exciting. So you have to get yourself pumped. Up. Be easier said than done, but we always find a way to get ourselves excited because we understand that we want to put a good product out there on TV that people are going to be watching. But as you alluded to, it's not always the easy task to get yourself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you got to when you got to talk about a game that that maybe happened a few hours ago, but we love doing it. We enjoy doing it. We we enjoy working together for the most part. We enjoy working together. <laughs> and we just we just try to put a good product on TV. Milt Stegall with us on Sports fourteen forty. Milt, I'm going to play a little clip here, uh, some audio, and uh, just have a listen here. So you know exactly what that is. How many times have you heard and seen that? And uh, just to let our listeners know, Milt, that's from July 20th, 2006, right here at Commonwealth Stadium. 
basically last play of the game, and the Bombers are down to the then Eskimos, and it's a, a hundred yards, uh, Kevin Glenn to Milt Stiegel to win it for uh, Winnipeg. Uh, how many times? And what, what do you think? And what do you when you hear it? And w- w- what's your reaction when you uh, see and hear that all the time? Give, give me a moment. I'm shedding a couple of tears right now. <laughs> you, you, you know what? I, I I can't hear it enough. I can't hear it enough. I I enjoy it. Uh, and don't don't get me wrong. I'm 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 for the most part. I'm a humble guy. But that play right there, to me, that's the greatest play in football history. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's my Grey Cup winning play right there. That's it for mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was it was an exciting play. Uh, and I'm I'm an optimistic person, but I never thought that was going to happen. Being in the situation we were in at the time, you know, four seconds left on the ten yard line, needing to touch down to score and the way things happen. So, I mean, you, you can't play that play enough for me. I don't get tired. I never get tired of talking about it when people bring it up. They have to tell me to be quiet because I will continue talking about that for for hours upon hours. So uh, <laughs> that play is always yeah. – uh, if I catch amnesia, if I never remember anything that ever happened in my football life, I'll always remember that play. When I see that, Milt, the defensive lineman in me just thinks – don't trip, don't trip, mm-hmm. don't trip. Make it to the end zone. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that, that is true. And I thought I was actually thought I was dreaming until I got in the end zone and my teammate at the time, Chris Brazel, hit me. I was like, Chris, that was the hardest hit I took all game. But it, 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 was, it, was, a great, it was a great moment for me and, and, and our team that year. It was a great moment. Also, uh, one other question I wanted to ask you, Milt, just about going into the uh, Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, I guess, last uh, November. You're in the CFL Hall of Fame and other halls of fame all over the place. But uh, what did that mean to you going into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame? That, that, that was special because for the most part, the individuals who usually go into the Manitoba Hall of Fame are from Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that the, the, the province of Manitoba has adopted me as one of their one of their sons is, is truly special, and I I could be on here talking all day how special Winnipeg and Manitoba is to me. I mean, I have a street named after me there. My youngest son was born there. Uh, when I go there, I'm just treated uh, so special, better than I should be treated, and uh, that is a special place to me. And I remember when I first stepped, and I always tell people this when I. Agent first told me that Winnipeg had my rights. I had no idea. I asked him, what is a Winnipeg? I had no idea. But <laughs> signing in Winnipeg was not only signing, but playing my 14 years in Winnipeg was the best decision besides marrying my wife and having my kids, the best decision I ever made in my life because I still, to this day, reap benefits from it. So I'm thankful mm-hmm. for everything mm-hmm. that everyone throughout Winnipeg and Manitoba did for me and can still continue to do to me to this day. Well, Milt, we really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy, I guess, a couple months off before training camp starts, and then you'll be working those, uh, you know, 10, 12-hour shifts with the doubleheaders coming up pretty soon. So thanks for doing this. And thanks, Eddie, for making me feel old, saying that you watched <laughs> me when you were young. But thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, really Milt, there, there is only one Milt Stiegel drive. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Milt. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, you guys take care. Thanks.